everyone. I am Pastor Jack Wilson, and this is You Think. Today is our church 15th anniversary. Actually, it's tomorrow. But this recording will be for the anniversary of the church. And, and we'd like to let you know how we got to be where we are today. Yes, how we got to be where we are today. And what does that mean to us? Uh, also, we have a theme verse. The theme is continuing on. All right, that's what we should all strive for in our lives, to continue on, not to give up. And the verse is, The children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established before thee. And we are the children of someone of, of God's servants and we have people that will be the children that we brought into uh, the world uh, spiritual world and we pray that they will also uh, continue on now this started out when I was going to get married I was going to uh, I met well, my last wife passed away. We were together for 16 years. And uh, I worked in a place in New York City. Uh, it was a uh, co-op building. Matter of fact, it was two adjacent co-op buildings. And uh, while I was there, I was in charge of different things uh, mechanically-wise. And uh, over the, the staff, too. And while I was there, uh, the electric company uh, sends its meter reader around, and I got to know him. And one day he came in and he said, oh, I met the most beautiful woman in the world, and uh, we're going to get married. She's from the Philippines, and she's a doctor. Wow. And so he... Every time he spoke to me, he told me how wonderful this woman was. Ad nauseum. I mean, I was really getting sick of hearing about how wonderful she is. Here I am without a wife anymore. And finally, I said to him, uh, uh, he said to me, he said, I had to yell at her today. I said, you had to yell at your princess? Why would you have to yell at your princess? He said, she won't stop doing things for me. I thought to myself, now that sounds like a good wife. So I said, how do you manage to find these women? He says, well, you can go on the internet. They have sites on there. And I said, okay, I'm going to give that a try. So I went on the internet, and uh, <coughs> I brought my, at that time, 10-year-old daughter with me so she could make sure there was no hanky-panky going on there. And uh, we were looking at girls and girls and girls and girls, and they all seemed so superficial. And, uh, finally, there's one girl there, and it says she's a Christian. Well, that gets my attention right away. And so the only thing about her, because all the other girls had this whole big story about who they were, what they wanted to be, what they wanted to do, but all she had was a name and an address. I said, let me write to this one. Now, I know this is God. 
I, I've had a pastor that told me this. Uh, he wouldn't support me because the way I met my wife. Can you believe that? But anyway, he came from the Philippines, went to America, and made his money there. Uh, so the thing is, I wrote to her, and two weeks later, I get a letter back. She says, I don't really know who you are. She says, I'm not expecting any letters other than from friends and relatives. I was disappointed, so I wrote back, and I told her that. I said, I was hoping that maybe we'd, we'd strike up a uh, conversation, get to know each other, and who knows what from there. So, and this is going back two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. That's how long the mail takes. And so I get the letter back. She says, well, if it's God's will, it's God's will. Let's keep writing and see what happens. And that was the beginning of my relationship with her. And we went on like that for nine months. And I fell in love with this girl. I fell in absolute love with this girl. And so I asked her to marry me. And she said, yes. And I said, I'm coming to the Philippines to marry you. Let's set everything up. And we did. We set up the wedding and everything. And so I went there and we got married. And I we're almost ready to come back to America. And I thought she was going to be able to go with me. And they said, no, no, no. She has to be approved by the America first. I said, you kidding me? That's my wife. No, that's the way it is. So I went back to America brokenhearted, and she stayed there. And I spent a year. Oh, let, let me backtrack. Uh, while we were together, we went to uh, uh, Manila. We saw the kids, little little kids, 10 years old, 12 years old, riding on the garbage trucks, working. And little babies with their hands out begging money. And I thought, what a horrible way to live. And the Holy Spirit told me at that point, you're coming back here to be a missionary. And you know what? I never, I never had any desire to go to the Philippines or go to uh, Asia or even to become a missionary. But as soon as I was told that, I accepted that. And that's what became my life, the purpose for my life. When I got back to America, uh, my wife and I talked email and and uh, I don't know what other other ways we had telephone it got very expensive I'll tell you that and uh, what happened was we had to wait to go through all this paperwork and oh it was heartbreaking finally the day came she's approved and she comes to America and we're in love and I told her I said we're going to be missionaries in the Philippines and she said to me Okay, honey, when you retire, we can do that. And I thought to myself, when I retire? Lord, I thought you wanted me to go to the Philippines. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, just relax and wait, be patient. It was three years later. We were in a anniversary at a Philippine church. <coughs> Excuse me. And my wife, being the social butterfly, was walking all over the place, talking to people. She came back to me crying. She was in tears. I said, what's wrong, honey? She says, I see all my people here doing so well. 
we need to go back and help those in Payadas. And, uh, and that was it for her. She wanted to do that. So we, uh, I, I joke, we, we packed up our bags and moved to Beverly. We sound like the Beverly Hillbillies. But we went to California. Interesting, we got there and we're going to stay at my cousin's house. And it was pouring rain. And I tried to get my bearings. I was looking for Magnolia Street. And I looked up and there it was. And the sign said, Go Manila. I saw it as clear as could be, Go Manila. And then when I rearranged my eyeballs, I saw that it was Magnolia Street. And if you look at Magnolia, and you rearrange the letters, it says, Go Manila. Now, you could say that's coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in signs from God, God's providence, God telling us what to do, and he always does. So we, we wound up staying with him for a while, and that really didn't work out. And, uh, I won't say that on air, why. But uh, we wound up going to this church in Riverside, and uh, oh, uh, the pastor there said uh, we're going to do everything we can to help this man get on the mission field. Hmm. And uh, he was good for a while. We needed a place to stay. We stayed in one of the houses that he you know, was constantly working on to buy and sell. And uh, eventually, one of the church people gave us a tiny little you know, these pull-along campers, and uh, we stayed behind the church. Well, one day the pastor came to me and he said to me, he said, you know what? He says, our congregation has been dwindling for some time now. I really like to know why, but I, I, I'm not figuring this out. I said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we start a prayer meeting? And uh, we did. We started the prayer meeting, him, I, and, and another friend of mine. And we're going to meet at the church every morning at 6 o'clock and pray for one hour or half an hour, whatever it was. And uh, we did that, and, and within a month, I think, he quit. It's too much for him, and another two months, the other guy quit. And I stayed there, maybe a year, maybe a year and a half. I don't know how long I stayed there, but one day... God started talking to me and I started writing and I wrote a page and a half of the reasons why the church wasn't growing and uh, when I saw him I said God told me why we're not growing matter of fact he gave me a page and a half and he says well what did he say I said no I can't tell you I said if I tell you you will hate me alright this is not me this is God telling me and uh, he says, no, I promise, I won't hate you, I won't hate you. So I told him, and it was all about him and his family. His son hated the church, but yes, he was on the board of directors. He hated all the people. Uh, told me that personally. Uh, they, they all had the power to sign checks, him, his son, and his, and his wife. Uh, he'd give a sermon. His three daughters would sit in the back of the church laughing and talking. Uh, all kinds of things that went on there and so after I told him he hated me and uh, he started uh, 
this campaign against me. First he tried to get me out. He called the city to say that there's somebody living on the property. They shouldn't be there. An anonymous thing, you know? And they said I had to get off, but my my friend, he went down to the government, started talking to him. They said, okay, no problem, you can stay. Oh, did that drive him crazy. And then his daughter-in-law, who also worked in the church, the whole, it was a family affair, uh, she started throwing my mail away, getting rid of my mail. So I almost lost my car insurance because of that. And, uh, well, that's what she was doing. And so one day we put cable in the church and uh, I had it for my internet in the, in the back. They want to give me a bill for the internet services. I said, wait a minute. First of all, I'm your missionary. I don't have money. I don't make money. All right? And uh, second of all, you're the guys that wanted to put this in. Well, they disconnected my internet. They did everything they could to get rid of me until we finally had a wipeout meeting at the church. And I said, I'm not leaving until I find somebody to sponsor me. Because if I leave like this, people are going to say, why doesn't he have a sponsor? And so I went to one fella. And he was in the, uh, nearby, and he, oh, thank God, I prayed for somebody like you to come along to help us out, to do this and to do that, and it was so wonderful. Well, he was like a, what do you call it, a, uh, a church plant, you know, he was being supported by other churches. And when my a pastor found out, he talked to him, and I don't know what he said, but this guy then tells me, well, I, I think really you should start all over from scratch. Stay here a year or so, see how you're doing, and then proceed to become a missionary. And I said, thanks, but no thanks. God didn't talk to you. And then I went to my pastor, who's my pastor now, out in, the, uh, out in California, and he said, well, if God told you to come here and who am I to say that I should stop you from helping my people and he welcomed us he prayed first he went he, which I admired about him he, he prayed before he uh, he uh, did anything and that's what he said to us and that started our journey uh, to become missionaries we stayed there we went to uh, uh, door knocking. We, I, I loved it. It took me like an hour to get there every day, but it was it was worth it. It was just a. We had such a wonderful time in that church. It was really a blessing, and then we wound up coming to the Philippines. Well, we had no money to get here, and I said, Lord, if you don't pay the fare, how are we gonna go? And somebody somebody emailed me, a Filipino girl, and she said. Uh, we want to send you uh, some money, donation, but we need uh, references. I said, well, that's no problem. So I sent the references. She said, okay. She says, the check will be there. It'll be on the Bank of the Cayman Islands, but in conjunction with the Bank of New York, so you won't be able, you won't have any problems cashing it in America. Well, wow, thank you. That was exciting. And when the check finally came, I went to the post office box and I, 
I had kind of held the envelope at my waist level and I opened it up and I looked in there off the top of my eyeballs and it looked like 50 bucks. So I said, well, 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. But when I looked more closely, it was like 650 bucks. And it was enough to get us all airline tickets and to ship some of the uh, my boxes of uh, books over there. So that was a wonderful blessing. Also, we don't have any idea where we're going to live. And my wife says, my sister who lives in Japan owns a house in Eastwood. That's like 25 minutes away from Payadas. I said, well, call her up and see if we can rent the place. And uh, she called her up and she said, no. She said, no, we can live there as long as we want. Fully furnished, pots, pans, dishes, everything we needed. We lived there for three years. I said to... Uh, I said to God, God, I really appreciate what you're doing for me here, but we really need a bigger place. Tell me, is it too much that he asked, can, I, can we have a bigger place, Lord? Within that week, my sister-in-law called up and said, you can't live there anymore. My son's getting married and he's going to need a place to stay. I looked up to heaven and I laughed. I said, thank you, Lord, as I knew what he was doing. I had no fear, and within that week, we found a, a nice house to live in, a bigger house, and uh, well, we're still living there now, and now we're praying for a bigger place. A uh, few things happened while we were there. One, I was taking nine different kinds of medications, and uh, one day I, I looked up, and we're only there two weeks. Half the medications for the month is gone, and it was going to cost me about $300 to buy medications each month, and I started to cry. And I said, Lord, you didn't bring me here to kill me. You either have to cure me or pay for these medicines. Whatever you'll do, Lord, I'm, I'm waiting on you. And I went and I took a test. I had no more diabetes. I went another month, I took another test. No, no more diabetes. It was all gone. My blood pressure was down. All my medication, I didn't need any anymore. Well, now I'll tell you a story about how it all came back. But we'll do that next time. In the meantime, God bless you. Happy anniversary to us, 15 years. We'll continue this saga uh, next week. In the meantime, if you have any questions to ask us, or just like to say hello, email us at 7101 at usa.net. That's 7101 at usa.net. And until next week, we'll see you.